0: Welcome everybody back to another episode of Karma's Crew Podcast. And of course, always appreciation, appreciation, appreciation to the people over at New Amendment for making all this possible. Uh, I really never thought I'd be in the podcast realm, but I, I can't say it. I'm happy to be here with you guys and I'm appreciating all of this and, and really excited about it uh, moving forward. So uh, we're going to get in to the beginning of the week that was Mm. Heartbreaking to start, but we finished it off pretty good. Uh, We're we just going to dive in and, and say we, we dropped the ball with the Nebraska loss. Craft, uh, I'll go to you. I mean, I don't think you, – you didn't play them, right? You weren't, they weren't in there
1: yet. Okay. Big I am I – am, I mean, I'm not that old, my friend. Okay, my bad, my bad. My we bad. My sure bad, okay. Did. I didn't we play sure them, did. so I'm
0: that old. So that just gets back on me. Yes,
1: you are old. But you know, uh, from a, your thoughts on that game? Yeah. So as we get into the X's and O's here with these games, I will say playing in Nebraska was never like an easy thing. I always felt like you never really thought of Nebraska as a basketball school, but I feel like the support was always pretty good. You never like it. It's hard ish to get up for that kind of that that game because it's like we're going to Nebraska and all these things. But it was kind of harder to play there. But, you know, watching the game, like, I, man, I, I had multiple people texting me on the side saying, this looks like a high school game. Um, like both, <laughs> side, like, like both sides, right? Like both sides, it just looked bad. Like no one was really playing super well, especially in the first half. It was such an ugly game. And I think as the, the second half kind of got going, people started loosening up. But it still just didn't look great. We never really looked comfortable. I felt like our energy was okay. But we just never looked like we were in a rhythm or comfortable at all. And then you know how it is. Like, if you're playing at a place on the road and you keep it they close and they get going, like, it's so mm-hmm. much harder at, down the stretch to, to make the plays you need to make. And I, well, again, we were right there, right? Like, a couple plays here, a couple plays there. Um, but I got to give them credit. Like, they, they made the big plays when they needed to, and we just didn't.
2: And yeah, that, that game, being in that arena, it felt like the Rutgers game in some ways like you you started off and and high state's defense was actually doing some pretty good things and you know forcing some tough shots they weren't they didn't start out by giving up like a 10-0 run like it was just zero to zero for like three four minutes you're like (laughs) is anybody gonna make a bucket um and I felt like watching that happen at Rutgers and then watching that happen at Nebraska I felt that that like there's there's something that they are working through right now, and it feels like you are like the the streak and all the struggles seem to be weighing on them at that point. And that's mm. actually something Chris Holtman said this week was that he felt that they look like a like a heavy hearted team uh, mm. when when he went back and rewatched that Nebraska game that's because they just one. they just didn't have like the energy. And I think if they had made one of those early layups in that Nebraska to... game, it 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 very well it could have flipped on a single bucket, but it was like, they'd get to a really good spot and then just miss a point blank layup. And I felt like you saw the collective buildup of the last five games really take them down in Mm -hmm. that game. And that was, that was what then made it just so tough for them to try to dig out of was it was, it was as much in their head as it was anything else at that point to me.
0: Uh, It's a tough one. I mean, we're one of the top offensive teams in the country, you know, coming into January and, like, you you look at the games and try to figure out, like, what is going on? Well, we scored nine or ten points in the first what yeah. nine or ten minutes of the, of the first half versus first Nebraska. And you see Justice getting to his spots. You see Bryce getting good looks. And each miss is just, like, heavier and heavier and heavier on us and, like, anxiety and like, oh, my goodness, I hope we make the next one. And then, like you said, I mean, we've been playing this game for a long time, We know. If if you let a team get a little bit of confidence and you're on the road and, you know, they stick around and then, you know, it's anybody's game. And I mean, you got to give Nebraska credit. They they showed up when they needed to and, and came out with a, a good victory. Yeah. But uh, for I, us, I it's do, just demoralizing. man
1: I do have uh like a coach's question for y'all. Like so at the end of the game, right, it's whatever it was, it was like a two point game or. Maybe a one-point game. And we have to foul. I, I know him. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Why was Bryce in the game? <laughs> okay. Okay. And he's not even a defender. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you, you know what I mean? Like, I, we, he had the four fouls. Too. After a timeout, you know we have to foul. I was just really confused as to why he was in the game. After he just made the big, like, you know, he's obviously going to be the guy to take the shot, the next shot for us. And Sean was close. But
2: anyone have thoughts on, like, why he was in the game? That, that was one of the first things. Chris Holtman, for the game, I said, What can you explain to me the the thought process there and and why you go into a decision like that? And he was pretty, pretty direct. He just said he was worried. He thought they needed Bryce's offense and he was worried there would be a situation where there'd be a scramble or they would need him on the court and they wouldn't be able to get him on the court. Or they, you know, I do believe they had timeouts. I think they had at least one timeout. So I think they could have stopped the clock. Um, Okay, so they did have a timeout. But that was that was the thought process. Was that they said they needed him on the court for his offense, and they were worried that a situation would present itself where they wouldn't be able to get him mm. on the court. So, whether that is an acceptable answer or not, I guess is certainly you can. We can all have our feelings yeah, on that. But that yeah. was that was the answer I was given.
0: We're going to tell you, Adam. No, that <laughs> that one is a direct no. <laughs> we, we we you can go back even North Carolina game. I mean, you can go back to earlier Nebraska game. Him over helping giving up the corner three, uh, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like that situation we have a timeout for sure. You got to get them out and you know get your best defenders in. So, I mean, it, it happens in the heat of the moment of games. You know, everybody's not going to be perfect. You know, players make mistakes and coaches as well. But, uh, like you said, we, we still got a great look off and, and almost yeah. rattled yeah. in for us, but. You know that's how the basketball guys work. Sometimes, uh, like I don't think we we deserve that win. So uh, for us, like you said, it's, it's just heartbreaking to to continue to see that happen over and over and over again
2: for us. Did, did you guys see the the stat that I dug up at the end of that game? This absolutely blew my mind. But I'm sitting there inside Pinnacle, Ready. sitting there inside Pinnacle Bank Arena, and I'm looking at this losing streak and going, "All right, five losses by 19 points. Five losses all by single digits." I start going. When's the last time Ohio State lost five straight games by single digits? And I start going through the media guide, start going through the year by year. Never? Turns, never. Oh, Ohio State true. has That's never lost five That's straight games breaking. by single digits. Yikes. I mean, and you like you go back, um, Jim O'Brien's first year, they lost 17 straight. But it was like every third or fourth game, they'd get blown out. They'd get run out of gym, <laughs> They'd lose by 20 to somebody. And I thought that, that that stat to me said, like, you are really, really not yeah, that far off. But at the same time, you are a million miles away because you just, you, like, you're, you're right there. And yeah. that actually made no sense there. I don't know what I was trying wow. to say, but like, you were right. That blows my mind. I had a very hard time processing that stat and trying to make sense of it. What, what do you guys make of a stat like that? Yeah, it's I mean, almost better if you get blasted. I, wondered, exactly. I wonder exactly. We about
0: know that. it. He's in and out. We out of there. But that, that's why I'm saying, like going to each game, that's just more anxiety. It's funny that you say that because I'm literally in the same predicament right now with, with my team over here in France. We we've been going through some struggles closing out games. So every time I watch the Buckeyes, it's like deja vu, and I get a little, <laughs> uh, a, little, <laughs> a, little you have a little PTSD little sick, over there for sure. For sure, so, uh, I'll be shaking like, oh, not again, not again, <laughs> but. I mean, you got to keep playing. You got to hoop, uh, yeah. literally, like, like Crash said. When, when those situations come around, you got to go back to what you've been doing all your life, be comfortable in, in being you. And I think uh, these are things that we kind of foreseen, you know, coming into the season uh, with the new group that we had. Yeah. It's just a little heartbreaking to actually see it, you know, happen. Yeah, uh, But we're so close We're right there What I say a couple Our last episode Two episodes ago You know We're taking on water But we didn't sink yet yeah. It's not over
1: man We definitely yes. have a good
0: chance To keep going
1: It's so. like one of those things Where I, Going into the season You're kind of like Expect these things to happen But we played Pretty well You know in the, in the non-conference So you just Felt like it was all behind us And we were just gonna Take off But now Especially it's like, how we
0: started Versus Northwestern Exactly. That yeah. game in January. Like, so I'm like, oh, yeah, we're turning
1: the corner. It's slowly catching up to us. But um, we ended the week on some positive notes, though, you know? This is true. This is
0: definitely true. We ended the week on a on a great note versus a, a good Iowa team who as well as going to be a tournament team. Um, I would ask Sully his thoughts. You know, he's not here with us today, but we're going to hold it down for him. And uh, I know he's excited and happy about that win that we had. And I just like the complete turnaround. It was a 180, yeah. literally just in the energy and the, the okay. aggressiveness on both ends. And I give Coach Holdman, you know, a lot of credit on, on switching up the lineups. Uh, Ooh, Adam, I, take- I give you that one, how he started Ooh. the game. Uh, what was your thoughts on that one? Or did he say anything on, uh, like, why he chose uh, to take Justice
2: out of the starting lineup? So it's sort of a two-part answer. The the main justification that he gave was that they wanted Isaac Likely to be able to guard Chris Murray, and so that mm-hmm. that was the stated reason post-game for putting Ice in the lineup and having Justice come off the bench. But what sort of went unstated, and we did talk about this today, was that Justice has been going through it. We've seen it, and I feel like it made a lot of sense to get if you're going to bench your sixth-year, uh, two-time captain who is so important to what you do, if you're going to bring him off the bench, like this was the moment to do it. And he responded to it in what seemed like a pretty positive manner. I mean, he came in, he wasn't forcing things. He still didn't knock down as many outside shots as they would like him to, but he seemed a little bit just more sure of himself. Like he wasn't, I felt like this is the first time in a good two weeks, I even felt like Justice Sewing was carrying the weight of every single bad play on his shoulders. He just looked, he looked more like himself a relief yeah <laughs> and, and he didn't feel like he had to be the guy and some of that was that i mean bryce had his most prolific efficient Bryce was that guy. game and ice almost had a triple double so like you know he had help which obviously helps but he just seemed more relaxed and i thought it made a lot of sense uh, to bring him off the bench and we'll we'll see that that could stick for a little while i feel like man it was I, I mean if you if you think if you look at games that
1: you're kind of hoping to get back on the right track, Iowa was probably one of the better ones because we know they like to score and maybe not the greatest defensively. So and with a team that, like us that was kind of struggling offensively to put the ball in the basket, to have someone that wasn't going to make it extremely difficult like Rutgers or things like that. Um, so this is a great game. I think our guy they did responded tremendously. I think, like you just mentioned, Cole Tolman taking that step and just completely shaking up that starting lineup that way, I think that that took a lot of a lot of guts. Like it's not an easy thing to do by taking you know your six, your two time captain out. Um, but obviously, ice. I feel like everyone should be talking about ice after yes, this game. You give
0: them yes. a <laughs> round like, of you know, applause, standing for
1: ovation. Sure. And, for I, sure. I don't, and we were kind of talking on the side. We no way we can expect eighteen a game from our man ice. Um, but the way that he was controlling the game, the way he was put, he picked the right places to attack and press and he was making the right reads. Like that's, that's what this team was missing, to be honest. So, um, love seeing it, love the energy that we, that we were showing. Uh, and obviously it always helps when the ball goes in, everything, everything flows, right? Everything's looking great. Um, curious to see how Bruce responds to
2: to what happens, you know, what moving forward though. That that was that was gonna be my follow-up to what, what you were saying there, because the other sort of unintended benefit, I suppose, is that they only, Bruce played 1438, I think. It was his lowest amount of playing time in a game this season. And when we talk about this streak and, and all these close losses and guys just not quite looking like themselves, he's right at the top of that list. He has looked worn down. He's looked not quite the same player that he was uh a month ago. And this game and Ice playing like this allowed him or allowed them to rest him a little bit. And you know, you guys can speak to the grind of going through the yeah. league for the first time and and playing maybe more than you thought or more than you had expected. But um I it seemed it seems clear that he's got a he's dealing with a bit of a fatigue issue. And I think letting Ice having or Ice having a game like that and being able to rest Bruce as long as they did. Maybe that pays some dividends now at Illinois on Tuesday.
0: I was gonna say, yeah, that that would be more of a craft a aspect for sure, with the amount of minutes that he played, you know, as a freshman. Uh for me, you know, our team was totally different, you know, my, my freshman year. So we had Cheat Code and <laughs> how we handled things. But we would have beat we would beat y'all. Well uh, we that's for another episode. We'll talk about we, that. Later. We we could have we would have got after y'all. It would have <laughs> been a great game, but we'll talk about that later. But, no, definitely, I mean, you know, we've asked him to do so much for us. It, it's only right that, you know, it, it's a heavy load. And with the team that we have, we we needed this. We need everyone to step up. Like, this was our vision, everyone being able to, you know, attack, everyone being able to give something uh, to the team on offense and defense. So I just like the collective group of how everybody was, you know, available. It wasn't just, all right, uh, our sensational freshmen. Hi, keep giving them the ball. Everybody yeah. still was aggressive. And I think that's what we're going to need more of if we want to be a, a, a great team, you know, finishing out the season. And literally, my boy, Mr. Roddy Yale, g- give him his round of applause too. Give him his flowers. Just the energy, the impact, and, and him making plays and being all over the floor as well as ice. Uh, this is is what we expected of him. Like you said, probably not 18 points a game, but just even him being aggressive and missing shots, it still makes the defense be honest. Like they they have to worry about him and it gives other guys, you know, opportunities to, uh, you know, get open looks or maybe a drive because he's been aggressive and, uh, you know, offensive rebounds and putbacks as well. But I just like the, the flow that we had on both ends. So, I'm hoping that we can get a, a lot more of this, you know, as the season goes on, especially this this big week that we got coming up.
1: Yeah. Couple thoughts, you know, one, I definitely taught Roddy that double pump. We, we talked about <laughs> that this summer. We worked on that. Last, your
0: last dunk was on a canceled game <laughs> on an aircraft hey, carrier, but I was <laughs> so, up there
1: though. Don't trip. <laughs> I don't, don't I don't trip. think we
0: him on that one, but it's true I liked when you was drinking that.
1: That was impressive. I that was that was nice. Um, you know, the other thought, you know, I think. The way like having Ice play well, having Roddy play well, like on both sides, you know, Felix continues to play well. The what I really like, another thing I think we need to talk about with with those guys playing well offensively is like we don't have to choose an offensive and a defensive lineup. Yeah. Cause if you look like our best defensive squad is is Ice and Roddy and Felix and, you know, throw justice in there, maybe Bruce. But if you if early on if we put that group out there, we were kind of saying, Who's, who's gonna? gonna know, who's forwards, gonna? Yeah. Who's gonna score? Who's gonna get us in the offense? But if those guys can just continue to play confidently, then I feel better about. All right, we can put a squad out there that we're that are going to get aggressive on defense, but also like not completely give up all our offensive prowess. So I like seeing that. Uh, and when it comes to Bruce, like I don't know, my situation freshman year was honestly it was different. I think what he's doing is is harder because one, I came off the bench. So every game I I gotta sit uh, yeah, there for true, four dude, minutes right? and like relax. Let me see how to do it. In. Call it. Yeah, exactly. Let me, you know, let me calm down before and let me go in and, and do my thing. He's coming in every game with the weight on his shoulders saying, All right, we need you to run this team without four seniors that have played in the NCAA tournament and know what it takes to win. So I agree. I think, you know, what we're expecting of him is is not easy. Uh, but I also think he came to Ohio State because still. he's a great player and that's that's what he what he should expect. So I, I'm not giving him a pass, but I am giving him a I understand, let's keep getting better <laughs> kind of vibe. You know, I, I can't give him a it'll get better no, soon, my no. guy. But They're the players, that's what they want, man. You gotta be built for this. That, that's how it goes.
0: That's literally was, why you come to Ohio State to, to be a buckeye. So it, 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 it was it'll be a good one for him. Sorry, Dave. No, um, you good, you're good.
2: It, it was interesting, too, when when um, when um we talked to Holtman today, he said that, or um, you know, it was today or after the game, but I asked about, like, how much during this losing streak have you put stuff on your captains? How much have you leaned on those guys? Because they've talked about extra meetings and, you know, needing the veterans that they have, like veterans, and he said they had, like, an extra meeting with the captains, like, the day before the game, and they've really talked to Justice, Ice, and Zed about being those leaders, being those captains for the team. But he also mentioned they've, They've included. They've started to include Bruce in those conversations. So to the point, Aaron, that you just said about like all the stuff they're kind of putting on his shoulders, like he's also taking on like a significant like locker room leadership type of role. Leadership, bro. And that's I think when we talk about why this team could potentially be playing really good basketball here in another month, and why this was always maybe set up to be a season where there would be pockets like this where they struggle, but. They got things figured out by the end, like the leadership and things that they're learning right now. I think there's still time for that to pay off. I don't, I mean, you, you're not even halfway through a big 10 slate at this yeah. point, which is another great thing good and for bad. us. Good and bad.
0: Another great thing for us is literally all the teams playing like
1: we are. Struggle.
0: They, they're giving you a, a great week, then a bad week, a good game, then a bad game. Everyone except Purdue, which is except winning Purdue. all the close games. So, uh, like you said, this, it's not over. You know, you got to keep fighting. And I definitely love that, you know, uh, including him in that role because when your point guard, you know, is in line and in tune with everyone else, uh, that just gives give you that much more confidence and motivation in, in going out and leading, you know, on the court. And I, I give Kraft a lot of kudos for that one. But he was just a smart little quarterback kid. Just, who, who, just don't who, turn the
1: ball over, man. Who was perfect
0: to just make sure you give me the ball, Sully the ball, you're right I'm not so, angry at you bro Like for sure, I'm telling you I had great. the easiest job In the world freshman oh, year Oh no no Just, don't turn the ball over and Don't forget that You showed a little action On this one. Oh, you, you like the
1: spin move bro Yeah, yeah. Oh, You yeah. remember hey. For sure Oh I remember exactly. the spin move I Exactly
0: remember Coming off screaming In that interview man You gotta get it going no, I like it <laughs> We are gonna talk about This next week Coming up What's the scouting report on this big, big week coming up for us? Two away game versus a hot Illinois team, I'll say, who, who's been winning yeah. lately. And then they got uh, Indiana on the road. So uh, starting mm. off with, with Illinois, uh, Adam, well, what's your feeling on the, the first, I think, real, real tough, tough atmosphere like this uh, that we're going to face for the Big Ten?
2: Well, I'd, I don't know what to make of Illinois. And frankly, I think idea. that probably a, applies to, you know, most of the league. But well, like that's just, good and bad. I mean, like like you just said, team that's been playing well. I mean, they had they had won four straight and, you know, looked pretty decent doing it. But then Indiana just went there and blew the doors Smack. off of them. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, some of that is just Trace Jackson Davis is playing at an unbelievable High level, right now, level yeah. right now. And he just was the best player in the country on that night. Um but the the thing that interests me is is when you look at like some of these guys on Illinois and like some of the, the like length and talent that they have on the wings, you know, it's not apples to apples, but like Chris Murray is was obviously what made Iowa's offense run and so much of their game plan revolved around him. And we saw what Ice did on him for most of the game. I mean, he had twenty two points, but it took him like nineteen shots. He didn't really look comfortable. He never yeah, took yeah, over yeah. the big game. Difference, big difference. And um and that's why I I'm sitting here thinking, if you played ice as a starter to try to neutralize Murray, do you stick with that going forward? And does, does, does he draw the Terrence Shannon matchup? Um, can he help against the, you know, they've got some really good bigs who aren't traditional bigs. So is ice strong enough, big enough to maybe match up with a Dane danger for a little while? I, it might be a bit of a stretch, no, really. but I, I think like, Ice getting his confidence back and playing the way that he did against Iowa and looking like the player he was at, at Oklahoma State, that could be low key the most important thing for this team going into this week because they're going to need that kind of toughness and versatility and grit and all those things that he brings to try to go to Illinois and Indiana, and come home with some wins. Yeah,
1: I mean, we Illinois was one of the harder places for for me to win when we were in school. We did it my freshman year, my freshman year, but I don't think I won. There again, you know one one of the years, Brandon Paul went off for forty, mm-hmm. another year, they had Myers Leonard, and he sure. earned some money off Sully that game um so I, it's definitely not an easy place to go um so i and who knows right like at this point we we're not really sure which Ohio state team is gonna show up. We're not sure yeah. how we're gonna handle adversity that kind of comes at us throughout the game, but you know from. Building off of last game, we finally saw the ball going in a little easier. We had multiple guys kind of contribute, so hopefully that takes pressure off of you know guys that were really feeling it. But it's it's going to take a complete game, right? Like it's it, it we're past we're beyond the point in the season where we can hope to play for thirty minutes and and come out with a win. So it's going to require us to kind of really stay focused for forty minutes and see if we can we can build some momentum because. This is a this is a a week that I think we can win. You know, I think we can we can win these games, but they're also these are also two games that very easily lose, and and have you know have lost what is that seven out of eight, so Oof. to fight against that, yeah, that sounds rough, doesn't it? That's so, a rough January, rough month for sure. Yeah, so we can win, but it's it's going to take it's going to take us playing well, and I think we can. I I hope we can.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, for me, I mean. You got Mr. Shannon, of course, through Mr. Attack Mode all game long. So that's going to be a, a task in itself. But for me, if we can, you know, just allow him to do what he's going to do because we know he's going to be aggressive and kind of control everyone else, then I think we got a, a good shot of winning the game long as we have everyone involved like mm-hmm. we did um, last game versus Iowa at home. So uh, I will say I really never had a lot of problems at Illinois. Uh, Shout out to my guy, Trent Meacham. Great guy. love My teammate over here. (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure if you look at the podcast, (laughs) but he'll be at the game. So, Adam, if you've seen Trent Meacham, tell him. Dave Lighty said we're going to get our annual Starbucks bet going for for this game. Okay. Uh, But if we can control, uh, which I think is the key, is – uh, Hawkins, the forward, who is a pretty much do it all guy, uh, all guy, literally, who can you know pass, rebound, and, and make plays as well. So, I think if we control him, I think that gives us a, a great shot of going on a roll and and getting a big win, which I think we kind of another must win for us if we want to uh, you know see ourselves literally in the top half of the of the Big Ten
2: standings. going into this game, another another stat I, w- I want your guys' reaction to. This is something that. I was I was working on this. Keep them um, coming.
0: Keep them coming.
2: <laughs> I, so I was, I was writing a Bryce Sensabaugh story for the dispatch for Monday morning, and I'm sitting there Sunday night, and I start putting some things together, and then I just go – I start looking, and I was like – right. So he he was the leading scorer against Iowa, and I start going back. And I was like, he's led Ohio State now in scoring in 10 straight games. And I was like, wow. okay, that's that's interesting. So who's the last Ohio State freshman to lead the team in scoring for 10 straight games? So I start Michael going Red. back, and it's like – you know, was it D'Angelo Russell? Well, it turns out, no, it was like five or six for him. Then you go back, like, all right, well, was it Sully? Sully. Wasn't Sully. No. Go back further. Was it like, was it Odin or Conley or so much balance on those teams? It wasn't, it wasn't any one guy. And then it's like, well, was it, you know, Michael Red? Michael Red did it for nine straight games, but he never did it for 10. And then I keep going back, keep going back. Nobody's done it before. He's the first. Oh, oh my goodness! So they just—they're
0: just, they're just doing it all. This year. its I making records out here.
2: It's—I mean—the these stats on this season are just insane. And I lost—I lost like an hour of my Sunday night. I thought I had this story all set up, and then I start digging, and I'm going further and further back, and I'm just going, mm-hmm. "Oh my!" I'm digging through box scores that like, you can you got barely back to John read. John Lucas, you huh? know. I mean, oh. <laughs> well, you go back far enough, and the freshman can't, and the freshman couldn't play. So there's Oh
0: the yeah, exactly. You're right. So there's you're that, right. but
2: so um, <laughs> but like I, I, so I start thinking about that, and there's it obviously tells you Bryce is an exceptionally talented, gifted scorer. But I don't know if you want your freshman to be your leading scorer. Like you, you're, that sounds like you're relying mm-hmm. on him at such a high level. And I didn't think this team would rely on one player quite as much. And maybe that's just more a result of Justice going through a slump and Zed being hurt and you know, go down the list. But um, to me, that's a stat you can't have continue if you want to have long-term success. What do you guys think?
0: Oh, most definitely.
2: For me, that that was
0: a division of the team. Uh, I did envision him, you know, being the one or two top scorers of the team, but not like this. Like you said, we're we're asking so much from a freshman, but we need everyone to be successful for, for this team to you know, hopefully make a, a push in the Big Ten tournament and an NCAA uh, tournament as well. Uh, like I said earlier, my vision was last game, everybody being involved, mm-hmm. the ball moving, everyone getting touches and being able to get to their spots and, and being aggressive and, and him, you know, making plays when we needed it. But I will say, you know, that's that is just crazy. That's fire. I'll give you that one.
2: Yeah. We'll give you a round of applause. <laughs> I mean, that. I, That's amazing. I never dunked the ball. My I had eighteen and I had eighteen against Gibsonburg one night in my varsity career. that's it. That's it for that's me. So night, like though. me finding a stat like that is probably maybe comparable to hit. I don't know where where'd you go to high school Adam? Northwood High School up near Toledo.
1: Northwood. Oh right. All right. Uh, we, uh, we weren't. No, that is crazy. Him, <laughs> no. No.
0: But no. hey, he has don't, done it efficiently. Up. He has done it efficiently. Yeah. So I, I'll give him that. Literally at, at yeah. all facets, all three levels. So. That's another amazing
1: feat, literally for for a freshman to be doing in the Big Ten at that. I am one and zero against Villa Angela St Joe,
0: but cheated um,
1: us. <laughs> State championship. They did, oh they, my they God, did, still they, hurt. They did call a whack tech on your dude. Um, he dunked it on us. <laughs> he hung on he, the rim. They, they, this thing like hung on the rim. He did not hang on the rim. Um, that is a crazy stat. But I'm wondering, you know, like I think it's great. It it shows. It kind of tells you like. Bryce is an awesome player but I think you're right the more that that continues I think the more it weighs on him right like the more he thinks like if no one else is gonna like get it going I have to get it going and I think and I think that's when we've seen Bryce struggle a little bit this year is when he's forcing a little bit kind of feeling like he has to get it but he's been really good when he's like in the rhythm of the offense and taking the, taking the good shots like last game was a perfect example um he played on he played under control mm-hmm. he took what the defense gave him uh and obviously he was super efficient so that's an that's that again just I love I love doing this this is here awesome stats all <laughs> that that all is sure. amazing though. Right,
0: so we got the Indiana game to to close out the week what stats you got for us for this one Adam <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> I think we all know what we need to do with hey, and stopping and you know, who we need to stop and key on on this one and you know, it, it's always rocking in Assembly Hall. So, uh, any yeah. stats for this game, Adam? Or <laughs> what's yet. your thoughts? It's too far away. Not yet. Yeah. Too far. Okay. Yeah. One at a time. You're right. You're yeah. Right.
1: We'll let that one slide. You know, obviously, I think this is a big game for for our bigs. You know, obviously, um, you know, Trace Jackson Davis is playing out of his mind right now. Um, which is kind of how what you expected, kind of coming into the season. He got hurt and, and now yeah. he's kind of getting back into into Instead shape. So can our big stay out of foul trouble? Can they make it difficult on him? Um, Because Zed, I think, has done a great job, but they both Zed and Felix have had games where they've gotten into easy, quick foul trouble. And then when that happens, we're then we're just scrambling, right? We got Eugene yeah, out yeah. there trying to guard five, literally just trying anything. You know? <laughs> we're just throwing guys out there, so. Can they stay out of foul trouble? But then, can they also attack him on the other end? You know, I, it's it's easy offensively if you're if you're not having to work too hard defensively. But I think Zed makes you work down the other end. So let's see. Can can we get him move in and get him um, maybe a little a little fatigued on that end or get him, him in trouble. foul trouble? Yeah, yeah. Let's attack him. Let's see. I like it. I like he
0: Coach. That's a that's a great. Great strategy, I believe, because he's been putting up numbers uh, historic for the Big Ten this past week. I think I saw a stat. He was, had like 60-something points. Uh, what was it, 30-something rebounds, maybe 20-something assists and 10 or something blocks or something like that. It was the first time ever, something like that in the Big Ten for, for the week, so – I mean, Dave, for us, Dave. we're, we're going to have to stats, be ready.
1: Stats are Adam's thing,
0: man. Just, I mean, I'm just, trying
2: to stay up to his level. That's bro, all it is.
0: Like, literally, I'll bar- I got to try something. And I saw this off of Twitter. So, <laughs> Well,
2: I think I think I know what you're talking about, Dave, because I saw the same tweet. This is uh, from a statistician named Jared Burson, who is, like, awesome. You're coming for and, a job. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, he's averaging 19.4 points, 10.1 rebounds, 3.5 blocks, 3 point, or excuse me, 3.5 assists. 3.1 blocks. The last D1 player to average a double, double three assists and three blocks for a full season was Tim Duncan in his 96, 97 wooden winning campaign. So that's, that's the a level company. That's the level of season that TJD is putting together right now. That's how you do it, Dave. I mean,
0: <laughs> this is why Adam's here. I, I told you, I'm still I, working on myself. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm just
2: happy to be here. That's wild. <laughs> that is wild, man. He's, sure. he's got it
1: going, right? And he's at home. Yeah. We know that place. That place gets crazy. Feels yeah. like everyone's on top of you because the stadium goes like Curved. directly like, up. Yes, yeah. Um. Man, those Indiana fans oh. are kind of are a little a little rowdy. on oh, a little they'll be crazy in there. Slightly but. mean too. I'm not gonna lie. Those those fans over there, they got a little a little vulgar in my time while playing. Yeah,
0: uh, it happens. It's supposed to be. I, I like shutting the crowd up and, and walking out with a smile on my face. That, that's what makes me happy. But that is true. Now, I'm gonna go with a prediction of us going. One and one this week, and uh, I think I think we get Illinois, but I think we struggle with Indiana. So we get one win. I, I'm happy either way. So
1: I give you craft what you, what you got going. Yeah, I, I hate I hate coming into a week saying you know it's a win if we go one and one. Yeah, um, for
0: sure. Because yeah, I'm hate, all about I winning
1: for sure. Every fiber of my being hates that, but I, I think that's that's probably where we are right now. Um, I'd love to be shocked and surprised, but I think we go one and one.
2: Uh, um,
0: motivation for the team. That's all.
1: And then we move forward. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think, I think one and one is the most likely outcome for this week because I don't think they're as bad as that five game losing streak. And I've just kind of felt as this progressed that eventually that offense would start to score again and some guys would find some confidence again. They weren't going to go, you know, two and 18 in the Big Ten this year. Like at some point they were Not going to hit. start winning some games. And I felt like if they could get a shot of game one confidence that that might propel them to a streak it's hard for me to sit here and think they're we're going to be here talking here next week and they're going to be on a three-game winning streak getting ready to host wisconsin or whoever's next but yeah. i mean i do think i do think that yeah most likely one and one but i don't know there there's probably a scenario you can write where they do win them both
0: mm, i if we come back next week with, with two wins i get both of you guys starbucks
1: so let let's hey, hope that happens. I'm listening. Dang, Dang, Dave I'm is listening. really against us this week. Let's
0: let's hope that happens. But. Don't even drink coffee. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a tea man. It's okay. Try Tea with a little soy milk, but it's cool, man. We're gonna get to the word on campus. Uh, I think we all know the word on campus is we gotta get these wins next week. But we're gonna go to the other side of basketball and shout out to the number two team in the nation. The Ohio State Buckeyes women's basketball team having a big game right now versus Iowa, which is number 10. And uh, I just love the way they play. I think you guys yeah. have got a better chance to see them more than me. But just watching highlights, uh, it's been amazing. I, I li- literally love the energy that they come with and the swagger that they have. So hopefully they continue to the success. Uh, but any tips from from watching them that you think our guys need to take? What you got, Craig?
1: Now I, you know, like you said, I, they play hard, they play a different style than us, like they're kind of getting your face pressed, kind of make you play fast, so they they force a lot of turnovers, which help, um, but I, honestly, I think the biggest thing we could learn from them thus far is they've been super tough, man, just yeah, they've had a lot of adversity come their way, you know, they're currently playing without their two starting like their starting point guard and their backup point guard, who are both all big ten players, both hurt. And they're, they've still found a way to win. So they're next, you know, next person up, next woman up, and they've just gone forward and done what they needed to do um, and found a way to close out games late. Uh, so it's just been a lot of fun to watch. And I know they're, they're struggling a little bit right now. You know, Iowa's really good. K- Caitlin Clark's is really good. And there's just a wild – there's, like, another girl on their team averaging 18 that no one's talking about <laughs> because Kaitlin Clark averages, like, 20. So um, – but yeah, just shout out to them. Like they're they're holding it down for the sporting program at Ohio State right. right now. I just just, looked, just, it they just looked
0: it up. Just looked it up. We're down 10 right now with five minutes to go in the third. So they got time. They got time. 19 and 0 though, man. That's that's great. Yeah. I mean, Adam, way, what you think about watching them?
2: Just say the way they pressure. I mean, yeah, they're down 10 with a couple of minutes to go in the third, but there's go like no that. doubt in my mind that, that team could force like three turnovers in the span of about 45 seconds and get some dunks or layup. Get some layups hey, or some threes oh, I'm and with the dunks, man. <laughs> all of a sudden, like all of a sudden, you know, they they flip that back. I mean, they just they play with such an incredible pace and tenacity, um, that it's it's a lot of fun to watch. And um yeah, it feels like a special season.
0: All right. For sure. I, I'm with that. So we're gonna send them all the good vibes, all the good vibrations and love and support. Win or lose. They there's still gonna be a great season going forward for them. And uh For us, we we gonna see we'll see what happened with our Buckeyes uh, next week. Hopefully, they can get the job done. And I I really hope I'm giving you guys (laughs) Starbucks. But to sign off, we're gonna talk about it. Anything you guys got got something to talk about on this little sign off (laughs) action? Anybody know about the sports betting going on and all that stuff? How do they come up with this now? I'll say this one. How do they come up with the lines and how do they know? Because every why time they, I- Why look, are they exact? It's no so idea. close. Like, that, this literally baffled me. I know nothing about sports betting, so i probably never get into it. But I don't understand how they understand and know, like, the points or the spreads and how it all works. Like, what is the magic going into this formula? Does anybody know?
2: I, I know kenpom.com and- you know the stats that are on there and what they project, but that's—I I couldn't tell you the first thing about how the rest of that stuff works. That is a—that is a whole like ecosystem that has never—I don't—I <laughs> don't make much money, and I don't want to risk what I have. Losing so, it. So, like, that's smart man, hey, like,
0: high just, risk, high reward. reward. That's—I mean, life, I'm like, man, you got to go for the gusto. I'm you like, if I got, got 15 man. leg parlays, I'd be seeing for five dollars.
2: <laughs> if I got 20 bucks, I want to go buy like a new record and I'll have that and I'll enjoy that forever rather than like throw in the ether and maybe it comes back, maybe it doesn't. Like I'll take the record as opposed to like just you know risking it. That's just that's just how I I'm wired. You. It's amazing how you can
1: get super into it. Like there are parlays and like the the, the amount of things that you can gamble on is everything. Literally it, like it, jump it, ball first me, basket. Yeah. Who's it's gonna make two me. assists or three threes? It's crazy. Uh, yeah.
0: That's America too much. for you. And as long as it, I hope it helps Ohio. <laughs> but hey, we're gonna sign off. Appreciate y'all coming in with us on this next, on this episode. I say next episode on this episode. There'll be more for us and uh, keep rooting on our Buckeyes and keep showing us love. Make sure y'all subscribe and all that stuff. Click on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube, and what else is it? It's another one and support everybody else even the other guys on uh, Big Ten and Beyond appreciate y'all man we'll we'll give it y'all next week Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten we cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports.
1: We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.